Hey, this is K-12 Tech Talk, episode nine. In this episode, we talk about Corey's power outage. And Chris had a scare with ransomware and his firewall had an issue tonight. Uh, we also go into a little bit of detail and depth about redundant DHCP and hot spares. Have a listen. I'm not putting a blanket over my house or sweating. Hi, and welcome to K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh, and I guess we make it official, Corey. Uh, this week, uh, oh, I totally screwed that up, didn't I? All right, let me start over. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh, and I guess we'll make it official, Corey. Uh, this is episode nine. Guys, how you doing? I think each of you have had some drama this week. That, uh, yo, yo, yo. That's oh, great. Not, that's not Do great. I sound great? I feel great. You got the blanket <laughs> over your head, don't you? Hey, I'm, I, I just rebooted my firewall seconds ago. Why'd you? Well, okay, so give us a little background. What happened? Why, why were you rebooting your firewall on a fine well, Tuesday evening? All these uh, episodes have just, I mean, they make me freak out. So we started off the week uh, with a computer uh, that was having some some issues, and somehow that instantly made us think that we were under attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this computer, it, 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 I mean, it was having legit Windows issues. So we brought it back to our office. We were checking things out, dug into the event logs. We saw some event logs that didn't look quite right. Um, I can get, I mean, we can dig into that a little bit, but long story short, uh, those event logs were legit and we used Kaseya. It was Kaseya. We have a Palo Alto firewall. It, it, those logs pertain to that as well, but then keep, keep going. Uh, we started, I mean, going nuts on stuff. So now our tech department, we're just standard users. We have to elevate to, to, you know, do, do, do changes. We did some you got firewall. A float firewall. off the floor. What? You got to float off the floor. What? Elevate. Yes, elevate. Oh my gosh. Wah, wah, wah. That was hey, that's terrible. Comedy. That's comedy. <laughs> that pure, was so bad. That's pure gold, guys. <laughs> that was so bad. It's not anyway, going to get any better. Anyways, <laughs> we do firewall changes and then fast forward to today. Uh, because of those changes, for whatever reason, the, applying them did not quite work and the GUI went away. Of your uh, firewall? Yeah, and then, you know, we do ping checks on the firewall. Ping checks started to come back. But, the I mean, we were fine, but obviously not fine. So, it's uh, Tuesday night at around 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, Mike, our network administrator, he just left the office uh, after rebooting the firewall. Our GUI still isn't working quite right, but whatever. And, I mean, I, mean, I don't even want to say this out loud, but we're okay. <laughs> Everything is okay. It ended up me, just being, we have hundreds of computers. This computer had Windows issues. Okay, let me interrupt right there. I forgot to mention our episode sponsor again this week. And I know you have another funny story, well, kind of funny story that made me laugh over the weekend. That You don't have to share the vendor of the story, but I want you to share the story because it made me laugh. Okay, I've now, so, I've now, I'm recalling how I've had a week. Yeah. It's um, so this is episode nine. Episode nine is brought to you by somethingcool.com. Somethingcool.com has provided IT services and products to K-12 schools for over 20 years. 
Let their certified staff help you and with your next IT project, whether it be cyber cybersecurity, networking, or data center projects. Go to somethingcool.com slash education to learn more. Now, Chris, um, it, it, it probably would be no surprise that, to our listeners that, that you, Corey, and I um, text back and forth. Frequently, I like to think that we're pretty frequent texters. And Sunday, you sent me a text or sent Corey and I a text. I'd have to scroll back through quite a ways to see. But it was something like, I think we just like we just got ransomware or what was it? We just got fished. You tell the story. So Sunday. Um, and don't share the vendor. Okay. So, Sunday, went to church, leaving church, driving home in my minivan with my wife and kids. And I start getting, I got like a text and then a couple emails uh, saying, is this DocuSign thing legit? Uh, and my heart just kind of fluttered a little bit. Maybe it's those bang energy drinks I've been drinking too much of. I don't know. And they're not Corey, a sponsor of the show. Corey, you, Corey, do you like those too? Yeah. So I, I mean, I only had one or two ever. Or um, and then today, um, I bought buy two, get one free. Uh, <laughs> I did, I did consume 806 milligrams of caffeine today. Oh my God. In a can, uh, right? Or how is that? Two well, cans? I had, I had two bangs, a 12 ounce Starbucks and I started my morning with the Starbucks. Friday. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm I mean, a- I've had a week already too, but you continue. your. Story. Yeah. So finish. Keep going okay. With your story. okay. Okay. This is hilarious. In the, in, in the minivan driving home, I'm getting these text messages and these emails, something about a DocuSign email. My heart sinks. I pull over. I tell my wife, you know, or I ask my Take wife. Take the wheel! <laughs> I, I, I say, Stephanie, could you please drive? I think we're under attack. <laughs> so I have my laptop. I have my, I have my laptop bag uh, with me. So I'm getting it out. I'm, I'm looking at my email. I'm pulling up Google Vault. And, and like nearly every employee is getting this DocuSign uh, sales agreement deal like I mean it's not it's obviously not legit so I'm digging at it and, and I'm, I'm I'm looking into what it actually is and then I end up figuring out uh, and I I think really so in Gmail you know you can open up an email if you click on the three little dots at the right you can go to show original and I'm, I'm looking at you know where it came from and did it pass DCAM and SPF blah blah blah, blah. anyways I end up figuring out uh, that it came from the company that we use to send out phishing emails for tests. <laughs> so I did not schedule that. Uh, and it was scheduled by mistake. Uh, you know, and when you're the guy that does the scheduling, you never think like, oh, maybe, maybe it was a scheduled thing, whatever. So right. that's what it ends up being. It was an email sent out by, by the company on accident. Uh, and you know, in the, the midst of, you know, we're all on higher alert in our area because of things that have happened to our neighbors. Uh, and you know, we say that, I mean, this could happen to us. Right. So in the pocket of all that, well, well then of course I do a quick email out. Uh, So I've already sent out an email and I said, do not click on this. Like that was before I knew that it was actually just a, a test. Right. Uh, so I say, don't click on this. And I say, if you did click on this, please let me know. Uh, I had, I'm looking, I had 30, 30 something replies from people that they at least clicked on the email. So long story short, we get it figured out. I tell that company, 
They apologize uh, a couple times. They send me the report because, okay, like since we're yeah, doing this test, sure. we might as well see what happens. Yeah. So I, I had double digits of users that had clicked on the email and clicked to sign the contract. Oh. Yeah. So oh, terrible. Man. So if this was a test, like we, I mean, we failed. So can I, can I share some happy news for fishing since we just got your bummer news? Would love so to hear happy news. I sent out, and I think Corey sent out the same email today. I sent out a, a coronavirus leaked document email uh, last week that was a phishing test through CoFence. Not a sponsor of the show, but we'd love to have you as a sponsor of the show, CoFence. Um, and I sent to 150 random staff. We had a ton open it. And I, I fully expected a ton of people to open it because it's a hot topic. And that's what these jerks do is they, they leverage hot topics and seasonal topics to do this. I think we had like 80 people open it of the 150 day, which I, I, I know it's bad. They open it, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, Opening it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you because you got to realistically, the normal user is not going to be able to to tell if it's trash or not by looking at the sender in before you open the message. So if you open it, okay, but that's the time that you have to put your brain and drive and really start thinking. Um, I only had three users of the of the eighty or so that opened it that That's actually great. clicked the link to read the document. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I thought that was really good. So I gave out. Yeah, I four. sent out a. I sent out a. Uh, oh look, it's Corey. Welcome, Corey. I mean, I was just letting you guys talk, even though now I'm officially uh, the number one or whatever you guys decided. Um, <laughs> um, I sent out a Corona fish today as well, and I sent. I I mean, we're small, so I sent a to all users every time. And um, we had half the users open and only one clicked the link. Wow. Nice. Yes. It was a building administrator. Uh, so the- I did try to call them to shame them. They do, I couldn't get them on the phone. Cause yeah, because they probably knew why you were calling. Because I definitely would have shamed them. I gave out yeah. four, four bags. So I had like... 43 people email me, forward me the email or submit it to the help desk. And that was way higher number than last month whenever I sent out the fish and I gave away that bag of Swedish fish. Since there were so many people, I drew random names until I got a name from each building and gave out a bag of Swedish Swedish fish to four lucky individuals. Is that the candy? Yes, I love Swedish fish. Yeah, so getting back to my 806 milligrams of caffeine, which it might be a personal best. It's got, I mean, it's got to be right up there. Um, I've also had a week. I don't know if it's as tough as... Wait, uh, Corey, can we, can we set the scene, though, uh, health-wise? You are, what, 6'6", <laughs> like two, 205, and just ripped, right? So it's, that much caffeine is really not a danger to you, right? That is correct. Okay. Is it okay. is it opposite day? Oh. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so Sunday or Saturday, sitting at home, uh, little baby, almost two years old with uh, type flu A. Uh, so I mean, it was already stressful, anyways. And then about two thirty, I start getting alerts from my management server saying that systems at the elementary was down. Um. Uh, and so. To always test if the power's out or if I'm having an issue, I call the fax line because the fax ain't going to work because our fax is a copier. 
So I know if the I know if the power's off, the fax isn't going to ring a fax tone, and it rang a fax tone. So then I knew like, okay, we're having a network problem, um, and I let it go that night. And then the next day, uh, my my intern, he only lives about five minutes away. I said, hey, can you go in and just tell me what's going on so I know if I need to come in or not. Um, ended up just being a bad MD, in the MDF of the building was uh, a battery backup failed. So he was able, he just plugged him right into the wall for now. Um, and so the, that was the Sunday, uh, but I didn't have to go in. And then yesterday uh, I stayed home with my sick baby again, worked a lot from home. And then about, I would say, I don't know, close to seven o'clock started getting a ton of pings or a ton of alerts from my management server for all the buildings. PM? Huh? PM. 7, 7 PM. Yeah. Yeah. 7 PM yesterday. And so I was like, Oh boy. And I knew it'd been really windy. Well, anyways, uh, got on Facebook and people were saying, Hey, um, this town, the town we're in, it's out of power. Uh, and so I knew pretty, and then I got on, I got on the electric company's website and there was like 1200 people out. And so, yeah, everything went down last night and it came up about almost nine o'clock. Um, and I have the policy where my host will reboot, but my VMs have to be turned on manually. And I do that, you know, I do that specifically for a reason. And so I have to go in and turn the, so I turn the, the domain controllers on first and then slowly turn on everything else. And then of course the content filter uh, still would not turn on. And then I went in early this morning and just simply rebooted it and it came up. So yeah. Nice. So did your SAM lose power too, Corey? Oh yeah, everything. It was all everything was down. Hundred percent down. So how long did you let it run? I guess you really couldn't tell that your sand was up before your host came up, or could you? Yeah. Well, I knew the I knew when the electric got on because Chris pings my fire because he's a good neighbor. He pings my firewall every three minutes, and so I knew I when I stopped getting when I stopped getting those email alerts from his management system. I actually waited about fifteen minutes to give everything time to probably tr to start trying to come up before I actually started trying to remote in and, and mess with yeah. stuff. Yeah. I told you guys that story that time that it was uh, President's Day or Martin Luther King Day. We were closed and I decided to go in. Yeah, you told her. I don't want to hear it again. Okay, good. All right, oh, sounds boy. Good. oh, boy. Just wow. kidding. <clears throat> I just make, kidding. You're, you, you made fun of Corey. I didn't. I didn't make fun of you. <laughs> no, I went in on a president's day to do, I don't remember why it was to do an upgrade or something. Oh, to do a vCenter or a VMware host upgrade. Um, and about the time that it got done, the power to the building goes out and I go outside. It was a beautiful day. I go outside and, and the local, <coughs> excuse me, the electric, local electric company was there and had turned power off and said it was going to be off for the next six hours. I'm like, Oh my God, that was horrible so do you have any sort of uh generators no no do you guys have generators um so i my, i'm located in our middle school which is only three years old and i am i have a, a a nice office and i'm on an exterior wall and then i have a closet in my office that's where the 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 data center is litter that data center is on an exterior wall literally on the other side of the wall is a natural gas generator wow. and, the and the architects failed to wire my closet into it. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And so I've brought that up three summers in a row saying, can our maintenance team, cause it, apparently it's a big deal because like apparently in the building is a breaker box that 
only gets fed by that yes. generator. It talks to that generator. Yep. Uh, so it's a pretty big deal to like rewire my closet into that breaker box. But I've been told this summer that is going to happen. Cool. So, yeah, I, that'd be nice. I would kill for a generator because we lose power every time a dog pees on a light pole, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chris, what other you, – you kind of alluded to the fact that you did some other security changes. What other stuff did you break um, this week? We – I mean, I think I said this. We bit the bullet, so now the tech department, <clears throat> we're just standard users, and we – oh, yeah, because you cracked the Elevate joke. Yeah, right. We did that. I uh, can do that again if you want. We've, we've gone down the road of doing that Doomsday server that we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah, I did that too. Okay, cool. Uh, that, like – uh, I was told that's ready. Uh, that's done its first sync, and then we're gonna we're gonna move it to a different building that we turn on every once in a while. Well, sure, because you don't do the work, right? Your guys do the work. Nope, I just make the tickets. So, Chris, let me ask you this: Are you guys putting or making that part of redundant DHCP? That's so. That's not what we're doing out of the gate, but we've okay. talked about that a little bit. Okay. Corey, right now, you- we're just gonna do Active Directory with it. Okay. Corey, you just set up redundant DHCP, right? I did. And that was pretty seamless, pretty easy, right? Yes, it was just a few minutes. And you helped so, me, so I'll give you kudos. So I'm, I'm wondering, I need to go back and refresh myself with that documentation. If you can have three servers in there, or if it's just two. I, I need to go back and read that again, I guess. I guess worst case scenario, if you don't put or don't make that doomsday server redundant DHCP, if you want to capture your releases and your scope settings, you could export the DHCP config off your primary to the text file. Right. And then just copy that text file to your doomsday server and import it if you had to, I guess. Yeah, I've had, I've actually done that. Have you? Okay. Yeah. So uh, Chris, say, is, is, is that something you think would be on your checklist for once a month or, or do you guys think it's not even well, that much? I, I mean, really, because I mean, I don't DHCP. You really, you really just want to capture reservations, honestly. Reservations, and everything and else, subnets. Yeah, because everything else would grab a new lease, anyways. Right. Because I mean, let's face it: ninety-five percent of my device inventory is Chromebooks, so those they don't care. Right. You know, stuff like the stupid vape detectors we've put in, and um, so I mean, I do reservations all day long. Like I. We hardly ever set a static on a device. Yeah, so, I mean, no, I, 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 yeah. I have a ton of reservations and I would hate to lose those. Yeah, I agree. And, and I have, man, I can't, off the top of my head, I'd have to guess at how many subnets and different uh, VLANs we have. But man, to recreate all those subnets by hand, by memory, would be yeah, awesome. that'd be no, that'd be no fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, I would feel you would be saving yourself a lot of time just, at, just downloading the t- text file once honestly i mean that would save the majority of the time and then if you had to create the reservations again i mean those are going to pop up pretty quick when systems aren't working and then you just get back addresses and but i mean yeah no uh, i I also uh something uh josh helped me with i was a couple weeks ago was uh i got my ad syncing with azure and then so when i went down wait 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 it's azure that's what I said. Azure. No, you're not French. <laughs> what are you saying? Azure. 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 No. Okay, you're... Azure. I, I understand now. Okay. 
Um, so I set up AD Sync to Azure, and um, I got an email. Me amore. I got an email from <laughs> Microsoft saying that they couldn't sync to my system. So obviously that was working. <laughs> so that may, actually made me feel good. Wait, what oh, happened? Oh. My Wait. network went down last night, so oh. Azure couldn't connect to my domain controller. And Interesting. They sent, an e- they sent me an email saying we can't connect to your mm. primary domain controller right now. That's cool. Yeah. So have you enabled the password reset function that when a user resets their password in AD, it hits Azure and checks it against rainbow tables? No. That's no. something I'm that's on my list. Chris, uh, we don't need to ask. Yeah, I mean, we might need to go back and highlight some key terms for Chris. Yeah, Subnets, they, they, VLANs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew we Hey, hey, but let's jump back for a half a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we did have – we. Uh, I'll, I'll play dumb. We did have a listener tell us that we need to dig and be a little bit more technical. So let's jump back for a second. We talked about DHCP failover. Yeah. Why don't we explain a little bit what that is and why we should even think about it? Okay. Um, Go, go Josh, go. I was going to give Chris a (laughs) shot at it, Corey. Go, Josh, go. (laughs) So um, I, for the longest time, ran a single DHCP server, Windows Box. Um, Was it, did it become a feature in 2012, I guess? I I think that is correct. So in, in server 2012, DHCP, Microsoft added an option for uh, DHCP redundancy. And I think if you Google it, if you, if you just Google Windows 2012 or 2016, 2019, DHCP redundancy, you will come back with any number of how-tos on how to set up redundancy. So more or less what it does is you have a, your primary, which everything is running on now, and then you set up a secondary that syncs to the syncs from the primary. So it syncs down all your subnets, all your all your reservations if you have them, your DHCP scope options, your server options, all that fun stuff. And it becomes a live, real time um, swap or hot spare for DHCP. The other thing that you need to do though to really make it work is on your core, whatever your core is, if it's a switch or shouldn't be your firewall, but either way, um, wherever you have your DHCP helper address defined, um, like I said, that's typically typically going to be in your core or your VLAN config, um, you need to add the IP address of the second redundant DHCP server as a DHCP helper. So in the event that your primary is down, it is also hitting the secondary address and the secondary server can respond if it needs to. How's that? I like it. And there's also, you can do a different mode where like a split scope or I'm not sure that's the Round correct Robin, term. Right? Something like that where yeah. they both handle the same workload and yeah. then get to either. I don't, I mean, I do it the way Josh described, but you can do it in the other way where like basically like running two DNS, like it's just, random if you hit dc1 or dc2 dns it would be the same with right yeah i i I like the idea of a hot swap better myself but i i do too i'm sure there's advantages to doing the round robin option too i don't know chris would you like to add anything we do that 
Oh, do you? Not round robin. Oh, the hot spare. You said, yeah. Cool. So, Corey, did you get your uh, disaster recovery domain controller set up? No. Okay. Hey, Josh, uh, what did you name yours? Would you Would you say? Uh, I went. I so my so most of my servers are off the Greek alphabet, so <laughs> I'm in there. Okay. What about you? you let's Let's take a guess. Are you? Do you name your servers after Disney characters? No. At my previous district, and this was when I first got there, so 12 years ago, the servers were named after Lord of the Rings characters. Really? Yes, the actual host names were named hmm. after Lord of the Rings characters. At one of my previous jobs, they went uh, with, was it Precious Metals or Precious? No, it was Gemstones. So there was like Ruby, Garnet. Server server names like that. Interesting. The diamond is down. The diamond is down. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, that was when I worked at an ISP here in town. So we got another email, and it was kind of a vendory email, but they brought up an interesting topic. Um, you know, coronavirus is in the news. A lot of discussions surrounding remote learning or alternative methods of instruction. And here in Missouri, AMI or alternative, alternative methods of instruction are, is going to be a very, very hot topic over the next, what, between now and June? Um, because every school district has to submit a plan to the state for alternative methods of instruction to make up snow days next school year. Um, have you guys, have your district started discussing this yet? Yeah, we have we have a couple kids doing some stuff. No, that's not what I mean. What have you started discussing your plan <laughs> for AMI? Nope. Okay. I mean, we run Kaspersky, so we're not too worried about the corona. Oh my god. <laughs> that's worse than my elevate floating joke. <laughs> um, so I had an interesting conversation with a district today. Take it, take it, take it, Josh. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to. Um, I had an interesting conversation with a district today that they're they are concerned. They're worried that at some point their district will have to shut down due to um, coronavirus. But they're also trying to m develop their plan for AMI for the state, and they want to use Microsoft Teams. Have you guys heard of this? No. I mean, I've just heard the phrase. I I have no idea what it is or what it does. The the quick marketing video I watched on it, it's Google Drive. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm way oversimplifying it, but to me, if if you're trying to go with a with a AMI and you're wanting to use an LMS, a learning management solution or system, well, isn't it similar to Slack? Kind of. Like I was gonna yeah. say, is it even a rebranding or no? No, I think it's similar to Slack, but it's called Microsoft Teams. Um, oh, I see. If, you're, if your goal is to, is to more or less have an LMS where you can assign assignments and do homework and whatever, wouldn't you want to stick with an LMS like Blackboard or Canvas or, I mean, you name it. Classroom, Google Classroom to an extent, although... 
I don't, I don't know what you guys' feelings on this, but Canvas to me is much more robust than Google Classroom. Have you guys played with Canvas much or are you guys using it? No. I have played with it and, and I think that's what we would end up going to if we went all in with an LMS. Yeah. The, we have um, one building that we're purchasing Canvas and we're through the state consortium. So it's relatively cheap compared to paying for it. Like if you were to call a Canvas salesperson and say, hey, I want to buy your product. It's much cheaper if you go through the state consortium. Um, but the feature sets that they're able to allow or that they've created are fantastic. Um, differ differentiated instruction, remediation, um, just stuff that that Google hasn't been able to do yet with Google Classroom. And it's not really, that's not a dig on Classroom. It's just Canvas is, I think, head and shoulders above Classroom. If And, and realistically, your district doesn't even need to pay for it. You can get it for free. The teacher can go to, I think it's, is it canvas.instructure.com or instructure.canvas.com, whatever their website is, and they give teacher accounts for free. You just don't have some of the feature sets, and I don't believe you can sync with your SIS. To get your, your roster sync and your grade sync feature, you have to buy the product. So that's, that's a big gotcha. Um, Canvas.instructure.com. There you go. And you can get it. They still have it for a free teacher account, right? Oh, let me look at that. I'm almost certain they do. So click here. It says click here. It's free. Yeah, right. There you go. But if you are a school district in Missouri and you are a member of Mornet, Mornet is not a sponsor of this show, but they could be, um, you do get very, very attractive pricing from Canvas. Um, we're leveraging that for a building and it's, I will say it is definitely cheaper than contacting them just straight away. And Canvas, um, Canvas was going to work really well with our sis. Like it was really slick. What do you guys have? Tyler. Oh yeah. It, it, so it'll sync all your rosters over automatically nightly. Um, you get new kids in as long as the kid and sis has an email address and a state ID, they sync over um, all their schedule. Everything syncs over. They immediately have a, you know, login with Google button for Canvas. Um, Canvas has the same feature that Google Classroom does to allow for uh, parents to join. Um, it's, but the paid version, like I said, with the paid version, you get the roster sync and the, the grade sync. Uh, but our, the teachers that we have that are using it absolutely love it. Um, it is definitely more robust than Classroom. Corey, do you know, do you have any teachers using anything besides Google Classroom? I don't think so. We we do some Schoology. Yeah. Because when we looked at, when we looked at just, Canvas before, we had a couple of teachers wanting to debate Schoology versus Canvas. Schoology was just bought by somebody. Uh, who were they bought by? Corey, you're our director of research. Google that. Power School. Power I was, School? I, I was about to say Power School. Dang it. Which, I, I don't know. That seems weird to me, but maybe they're just wanting a, a bolt-on LMS. Um, power School's gone out and spent some money recently, right? They bought... So I am a, I'm a Power School customer, and I found out something kind of neat today. Do uh, share, Corey. 
So I am a self-hosted power school. So servers are on, on site at my, at my district. Uh, but power school offers what they call their EMS service, which is basically they manage your self-hosted servers. Like they do ping checks. Uh, they'll install windows updates. They of course manage the power school application and database. Um, and then they offsite backup every night. And then they guarantee 24 hours. So say, you know, building gets wiped out by a tornado. The data is offsite and they guarantee 24 hours. They will spin it back up uh, on their cloud. Uh, but something new for this coming year, or actually, I guess now, they added their EMS contract. They call it a, shoot, security, security advisory service, which basically they, from the outside, will run scripts and tools against your against your uh, server and send you a report of where vulnerabilities might be. Mm. Yes. And so I That's, scheduled that. It's like going to the tire shop and asking them to check your radio. I also just got a notification <laughs> that my battery is up low and in my computer it might shut down at any second. So I, did I tell you guys the fight that I kind of started with Tyler last week? After Corey shared, you know, we talk a lot. After Corey shared about uh, PowerSchool hosting their backup or, you know, doing an offsite backup and then has the statement yeah. that they'll spin it up in 24 hours in case of a ransomware attack or tornado yeah. or whatever. So I asked our Tyler rep the same question. I'm like, hey, can you, if we're hit with ransomware, can you take our backup that we already send you nightly um, and spin it up in an instance to where we could use our system, our financial system? in an emergency. And the person emailed me back. She goes, no, you might want to think about moving to our hosted service. That takes four weeks and you'd have to sign a new con. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for in an emergency, could you take the backup that we send you every night and restore it and let us use a system remotely? No, I don't think that's possible. I it, And she put it in no, no certain words like that, you know, kind of like a buzz off thing. So I replied back. I said, well, you're losing out revenue and you might lose customers because PowerSchool can do it in less than 24 hours. And I oh, snap. That that. she hasn't emailed me back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, logistically, really? I mean, they should yeah. have the infrastructure. I if you're already, if you're already hosting it yes. for customers, like all you're doing is import and export and data. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't feed me that you really need to buy our hosted service. no, right you need to get your head out of your butt and just let me in an emergency use your system. Yeah. Tyler is not a host of the show and probably won't be. So <laughs> there's that, there's that disclaimer. But circling back to the previous discussion about the LMSs and stuff, like, you know, we have a weekly admin meeting that, um, that I, that I attend. Um, we have not discussed the, well, whatever you called it. AMI. AMI. Yeah, we AMI. haven't discussed that yet. Now they might be discussing it without me, and that very well likely could be the case. But I mean, we're a rural district. Like, I can't. Like, a lot of our kids don't have internet. Like, I, I don't see like, okay, we've decided Corona's so, yeah. bad. We're we're closing up shop. Well, learning Corey, happens from home. I'm like, how is that going to work? It doesn't even have to be that. So you know, this the state law in Missouri changed. Next year, we can make up 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 to six days by an alternative method of instruction of snow days. So the question is, at what level, at what grade level, is it appropriate to send a device home and expect a student to use that device on a snow day 
during regular classroom hours for instruction. So you're expecting, there's a lot of assumptions being made in that statement. Does that mean the teacher is online during their normal classroom hours and leads some sort of live back and forth? Does it mean the teacher just assigns stuff through an LMS and is available for questions? What grade level does that start at? And what do they do in kindergarten? You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's so many questions that are unanswered. It's, it's kind of crazy right now. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, the, the district that I spoke to today, they're already working on their AMI. I know we're getting ready to start and work on our plan because your plan has to be submitted um, by the end of June, I think, to, to DESE. So, um, and they can either accept or decline or deny your plan. So it's going to be interesting. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, we've hit the 34-minute mark. My battery's on 6%. All right. Hey, let's, 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 let's announce what the new podcast title is going to be. Oh, yes. Go ahead, Chris. It's going to be K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh with special <laughs> guest Corey. Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So if we can remind everybody, last week there was supposed to be an email vote. And I know for sure two people told me that they voted. And I bet they're the, maybe the only two people that voted. Well, there's no sunshine laws here, so. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's, I mean, yes, so technically it's, it should be Corey hey, and friends. Corey, you're supposed to say yes, sir. <laughs> all right Corey, your battery's about ready to die thanks for joining my heart, my heart just died thanks for listening this week everybody uh if you if you like this podcast share it with your friends share it with your uh your county organizations or your your mailing list with other tech directors get the word out shoot us an email k12 tech talk at gmail.com if you have a topic you want us to talk about or listen to Corey wine about um, we'll be glad to cover it. Uh, and like I said, please share it with your friends, show some love to somethingcool.com and visit their site, somethingcool.com slash education. Tell them you sent us. I'm sorry. We sent you. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> till next week.